Hello and welcome to another Guildhall School podcast and today we're here with the cast and crew of our final drama production of this autumn term, Saturday, Sunday, Monday by Eduardo de Filippo. Uh, it's directed by Joseph Blatchley and designed by Dora Schweitzer and the lighting design is by Jana Town. And I'm really pleased to be joined by Eleanor Favario, Chloe Siller and Uri Levy today. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Vote of confidence there. So for people who might not know this play, can you give us a little bit of an introduction to, to what it's all about? So Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the story of this Italian-American family over the course of a Saturday, Sunday and Monday in their life. So it's them preparing for Sunday, which is sort of the central day for Italian-American families where you bring the whole family in and have a big meal. So it's the preparation for the meal, the meal and then sort of the aftermath because, of course, nothing goes to plan. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think it's very accurate. <laughs> then many people come. The, the, the kids come to the, 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 the lunch on Sunday and the neighbours. And everything goes wrong, basically. But maybe everything goes uh, um, right. right at yeah. the end. So, yeah, things are, things are opening up in order to close better. What was your first experience of the play? Had you read it before you knew you were going to be doing it at Guildhall? Or? I, I just, I didn't know the play before and I just read it. I thought it's funny, but I thought it's like, it's very dangerous. It's a dangerous play because it can be very funny when you read it. And then you can imagine, oh, this line is funny and this will be funny. But then those kind of plays, I think, are the, the most scary ones because at the end, if it's not funny, it can be really sad and boring. Yeah. We had, um, we get the season announced to us and of course, sort of beforehand, there's a lot of whispers of like, what do you think is going to be in the season? What do you think the plays are going to be? And, and this is actually one of, one of the plays that we just had no idea. I think like when they announced it, everyone was, was like, oh, what is that play? So I think most of us hadn't known, read or experienced it before we saw the cast list and saw mm. that we were in it. And the first time I read it, I think, was actually on the plane to Italy because we go to Italy at the end of our second mm. year. It was a nice experience because I got to sit next to the girl who's playing my sister-in-law and we read the play together and, and went through it because there's lots of characters and lots of things that happen. So we were able to sit next to each other and say, who is that? What's happening here? And it was great. And to be on the way to Italy felt like some sort of divine providence or something like that. <laughs> And how about you, Chloe? What was it like when you first? I mean, the first the... time I heard of it was actually at the um, white card meeting. So for tech theater students, we go to the meetings, the design meetings as part of our um, jobs as third years. <laughs> I hadn't heard of it beforehand, but after that, I, of course, read the play as many times as possible because for us, it's it's more so to get the idea of props and costume and things like that and stuff that affects us as stage management and any problems that might arise from that. And uh, for you guys in the cast, can you tell us uh, who you're playing and how you fit into the whole scenario? Well, I'm playing Rosa who is sort of the female centre of the family. She's she's basically like the, the mom figure. So she's married to Pepino and it's it's their home. They live with Pepino's sisters, uh, Rafi and Meme, uh, and also their children. So there's like seven or eight people living in this apartment and she I think she's like the motor behind the family she is responsible for all the little things that go into making a home run and operate and sometimes the things that get overlooked in like the day-to-day -day, just mm -hmm. making sure that 
you know, the food is cooked and everything is clean and everyone has what they need for the day and is feeling taken care of. I'm doing Luigi Agnello, who is the neighbor of this family. So Joe Blatchley, he doesn't like when we speak about our characters. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I say, so Luigi is like this, so, but I will do it anyway. I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> um, so Luigi, um, he's the neighbor. He's very fond of this family. He comes to, he, he comes as much as, uh, like he would be there as long as they invite him. He's married to his wife, Eleanor. Not this Eleanor that sits next to me, but a different one. And when um, we live at the, the 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 apartment above them, and then we're invited to this lunch, and then things become a bit weird because her husband Peppino, he has something against me. Now, do we reveal what's I, happening no. in the show? I don't think we should reveal. So, basically I, I am the the, the yeah. third the third part of the triangle, I guess. Mm. Um, so something like between Cosmo Kramer and something else. Very uh, very sweet, very kind, always comes with presents. Good, yeah, warm. Yeah. You seem to have a soft spot for him. Very, yeah. I th- mm. I think I think he's a good guy. Very good guy. And and what's it been like for all of you for the the process of preparing for the production? Like you guys obviously did um, the last days of Judas Iscariot, which finished just over a month ago. Yeah. Um, and you've gone straight into this one as well. How have you had to chop and change your your preparation and segment things in your minds a bit? Well, I was fortunate enough, I think, to be able to begin working on Saturday, Sunday, Monday before Judas ended. I felt mm. that because of the way that production worked and the way that this production is working, I did have time to sit down and read the script and start at least figuring out what is going on, who everyone is, sort of what the relationships are, the bare bones of it. Mm. And then since we had, obviously, I think two days in between, since that changeover into this production, it's been nice to then say goodbye to that production and start to work full time on this this production because it's quite big mm. and quite complicated in terms of how many people are involved in everything all the time whereas Judas had a big cast but there were a lot more solo moments a lot more like small or like Ar- Win would call them arias mm. like a big scene and then, and then you go off and then the next person comes on whereas in this one it's like a free for all everyone's on stage part of the action the whole time so it's quite a different atmosphere mm. and how was that like to stage manage Chloe of having your quite big cast on stage I mean it's an interesting thing considering I was also on Judas mm. so on Judas I was the DSM so I was in the room all the time with the cast more often than I am now because as stage manager I'm more so meeting other departments and facilitating other departments and going all over the school doing things and mm. doing propping things and lots and lots of emails. Yes. Um, but it's a different um, it's a different situation with us because as stage manager, I'm just, I'm not in the room as much as I mm. would be if I was the DSM because the DSM is practically in the room the whole time mm. and they're the ones who, they know the show the best because they see that what happens and they can piece together what happens more easily. And then um, it's... Saturday, Sunday, Monday is a very large show. And with a lot of Dora's designs, they're very naturalistic. So everything is very 
very down to the exact detail of the period, the style, and mm. then um, very, very proppy is, is how we call it because <laughs> with the kitchen, it's a fully stocked kitchen. It's, um, you know, a whole set of posh dining plates and silverware and glasses and napkins and everything that you might not necessarily think of. But then once you see it, you're like, oh, you need this, 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 and this in order for it to make it look real. Mm. And so for us, it's an interesting concept as just trying to get everything to make it look real. Yeah. I mean, it's a big show and it's it's been challenging, but it's been really great. So, so far I've loved it. Mm. It's good. What's the process been like from those initial white card meetings through to as we approach? So for us, it's right? it's interesting to see what comes out of like the white card because you can get the basic concept of what it will look like but as it designates in the name the white card is just a white model box Mm. of what the set will look like um as you go on uh, all the flooring is added the walls wallpaper like moldings everything that you don't necessarily think of Mm. it's already on the box (laughs) and each each individual furniture piece is there Things get added, things get taken away. It just kind of depends on what the production needs and what ends up being coming out of rehearsals as mm. well. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see it to come together. And then I was just over the road today um, in Silk Street where the play is taking place. And yeah, it's it looks like <laughs> come to life. And it's interesting because it's a lot bigger than you expect it to be. And in some aspects, it's actually smaller as well, which is a mm. weird concept, but... Yeah, it's looking really good, and it's just finally being able to see it, like, in real life and then mm-hmm. being able to, like, physically walk through the space is is something that always jars people mm. once they move from the rehearsal period onto stage because it's just such a different concept. And, you know, I mean, we have most of the real furniture, the stuff that's going to be in the show. It's over the road for Joe Town right now, but it's it looks really good once it's all together. Mm. But, and it's nice to actually see it all in one place. And uh, how have you guys enjoyed working with um, <coughs> Joseph Blatchley, the, the director? What's what's his process been like? Um, it's been very different to what we used to, I think, up until now. Because up until now, everything, most of the things we did in, in school, everything was based on text, very much the text and what the text means and what can you find in the text. And with Joe, it's you read the play, you did your research... You're ready, you're ready to start. And then we started doing improv. So we did um, four, I think, yeah, it was four, right? Four really intense improvisations of just like hours. I think two, three hours each improv of just whatever happens, happens. So Joe, he, he gave us a few like notes of things that we need to do in the improv, but not too much. Mm. And then we cooked, we made, I made, I made um, an actual dinner for yeah. everyone. And, and I, so uh, yeah, something like 18 people ate from it. <laughs> if you want the recipe, it, I'll give it to you. Yeah, we and put it as a bonus. Exactly. <laughs> and, delicious. And yeah, like just cooking onion and garlic on a saucepan in the middle of Hesser room three and it, it's just it's very interesting and I think what's what I find very interesting about the, the way Joe works is that you learn from his experience so even when even when 
the rehearsal ends and we have a break or something, you can just be with him because he's very keen to share. And he tells you a story that happened there and a story that happened with this director or and you just need to absorb. So sometimes I wasn't working in the room, but I just wanted to stay and just see how he works and things are going in a very different way. And then the text is added, which is very refreshing. Yeah. And also in the first two years, most, again, sort of similar to what you're saying, most of the projects that we do are quite bare bones in terms of what we have. Mm. It's a lot of just... I, I use the word just, but I mean, I think it's enough. Just us in a space, mm. like you said, with text, never really much set. I think when we did Chekhov's, we had a bench and that was it. Uh, maybe a bench and a chair or Shakespeare. We had nothing at all. So, and this production, like Chloe was saying, there's literally a kitchen. I literally cook a meal on stage with the help of Naomi, who plays Virginia, my maid. And we're we're really doing it and every every part of rehearsal is underpinned by the onions need to get in the pot by this time if we need if we want everyone to eat the pasta in act two it needs to get in the pot at this moment and we need to add this to the sauce does it taste okay there was one day where we we did our first food run where we got all the food we thought we'd need (laughs) and me and naomi were like furiously chopping (laughs) throwing things in pots and at the end we had a sauce and joe was just like can they eat it and he was like, and he scooped a bunch out and he like held it out to me to taste first, just in case I'd created something poisonous. But it was fine. Like it all worked out fine. And then you find that those little moments of I'm going to pound out the meat or I need to pick up the jacket and fold it. It really teaches you also a lot about what you were saying again. Then when the text comes, it adds another layer of I think reality and and depth to, to it feels like it's it's alive and not like like it has to happen that way. It has to it has to happen that way and they have to happen together or otherwise, you know, there won't be a meal in act 2 and it just can't happen. So, it's been really really exciting to get to work in such detail. Mm. Yeah, in that like, way. like just to add to that, we left the text only last week. Only in the like, I think Thursday. Yeah. And and we have Tech Week. Hmm. On, on, it starts on on Saturday, Friday. Friday so sorry, <laughs> but, uh, on Friday. But um, so I mean, uh, this is insane. I I didn't know my text on the first day of rehearsal, which is a, a very weird and different approach. And it's more about how you cut the onion, hmm. and if you cut the onion in the right way, and if you understand where your your character is coming from, and what is the action of the character, or what the character wa- wants, then when when the text will come, it'll just come much smoother from your mouth. Mm. And and watching it, when I'm in the space working, I don't always notice it because sometimes I'm very, uh, I'm very much involved in the action that is happening on stage. But when I'm seeing mm. other people, mm. you see how the, the, the text and the movement and the being on the stage, it just emerges and it matches. And it's so beautiful. As a, as a bonus, Uri, can you, can you give us this, this yes. wonderful recipe you talked about? Um, I mean, it'll be very difficult because uh, sim- similarly to, to the character I'm playing, to this Luigi guy, um, I'm, 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 I, I don't know really what I'm doing, <laughs> as probably you can hear. I'm, so I'm just improvising, but like, so it's hard. I just, I, I warmed up the... the the um, what was it quinoa. Was it, was quinoa. Oh, quinoa it was quinoa it was quinoa 
just you know follow the instructions follow the instructions always and then i added just tomatoes and 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 cucumbers and red onion and and i put some tofu you know those this tofu you can get in waitrose um that's a commercial and it's um this basil basil tofu yeah add this yeah, bit yeah, there yeah, yeah really good expensive but if the production is paying buy it and and there the were uh, spinach obviously it was just like a massive massive uh, salad I've never made uh, so much but it was like a main dish mm-hmm. and then Naomi uh, who, who's doing uh, Virginia as he said before she yeah. she added um, some tomato sauce with um, something else and we had more we had cheese and stuff yeah yeah, so I can't, anyway, for your question, I cannot give you the recipe because I don't really know what I've made there. The but it was all in the moment, but it was, I think it was good. I brought some spices from home. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to put a warning at the, like, the front of the podcast. Listen yeah. to this may make you very yeah. hungry. Don't listen at lunch. Coming to the show may make you very, very hungry because we're actually cooking. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that I've, I've definitely never, ever done on stage. Mm. There is actually going to be food cooked that is actually going to be eaten directly after it's made. And I think you will smell it when it's cooking. Definitely. It, it will be very present. Mm. And I think that that's part of the text. Obviously, when you read it and hear it, it's just part of the text. But it's really part of the production. I think it's going to be really special, that that part. Yeah. When we added the food, it really changed for me. It became Absolutely. Really different in a in a really special way. Yeah, and and I I come from a, a Mediterranean place. I'm originally from Tel Aviv, so it's somehow similar to um, the way I think it is in Italy in many ways. Because even when I go to Italy, I always feel at home mm-hmm. in many ways. But what I'm saying about the the, the food. It's just insane that how everything is about food. Everything is about what's what's being cooked. What and and in my family, it's what my mom cooked, and and then my dad always helps. Not like Pepino in the show. Um, so your husband in the show, he he doesn't help you that much. But my dad uh, cuts the salad, and everything is about it, and everything is very like in, in a very festive way. So everyone comes, and everyone smells, and it's about the smell. It's about it's about the senses, really. Mm-hmm. And it's about talking with your hands and being like a bit, uh, I, I'd say, less English. <laughs> is this fair? <laughs> I think it is. It's fair. I think it is yeah. fair. Um, so something about like sensing the sun. And I think it was really good for us to be in Italy, actually. Um, as you said, yeah. uh, with, with the Guildhall that they took us to Italy. Because it's just very different. Mm. Mm. And does, does having a people cooking on stage add a whole layer of complexity to, to your job yeah a bit <laughs> um for us it's it's more about the health and safety and the well-being of the actors on stage and um of course using like you know everyday kitchen utensils but for us um has to be what's called risk assessed so we have to take the action identify what the risk can happen so for like if, say if the calamari was actually eaten that would be <laughs> that would be a whole another level of risk attached to it because it's seafood and seafood is very touchy mm. <laughs> um and things like knives and you know we plates breaking and or chairs being thrown or things like that it's you know it, it might look like oh yeah you just do that and it's fine and you don't have to worry about it but there's like 
you know, three different people that we have to go to. We have to say this is happening at this exact point at this exact time mm. with these exact words and this exact motion. And, you know, it has to be like every safety precaution has to be taken in place for that. So food wise, it's it could be a bit difficult because certain foods uh, we have to take into like all the allergy implications mm, with course. some of them being allergic to nuts and chocolate and whatever else and then gluten-free vegetarian so we have to take all of that into account and then make sure it's available to eat for everybody and then things like making sure that it's um fresh that we get it from uh you know locally produced places or things like again allergies and things like that it's it adds a lot of risk to it and a lot of safety measures that we have to take into account, mm. which, you know, but it is a food about play. Or mm. <laughs> it's a play, yeah. yeah. It's a play about food. And it's interesting to see how it all incorporates. And then, of course, for the improvs and whatnot, we had to have that uh, other bits of food as well. And then sending them out on a shopping trip is, and the improv, it's great because for their characters, it's hilarious. And for us, it's like, safety nightmare (laughs) um but yeah it it just kind of um there's a lot of hoops that we have to go through Mm. but we make it work as we can Mm. um but yeah there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily think need to happen for this one particular action to happen but there's a whole process that we have to go through in order to be able to get to the point that they're allowed to even have food in the rehearsal room so yeah, I'd say it adds a little bit of complexity <laughs> to it. <laughs> and uh, and what are you guys all most looking forward to about um, opening on the 30th? This is really, really personal. But my parents are coming from America to see the show. Is and they the haven't... First time. first time? To see me at Guildhall yeah. acting? Yeah. Wow. So they wow. haven't seen me act in a play since before I came to Guildhall three years ago. And I come from a really Italian family. So I've had a lot of... On my dad's side, we had really big holiday meals every holiday where my granddad and my grandma would be in charge of cooking these amazing meals. And it's very much like act two in this play with everyone coming in and being welcomed in and having just an amazing family experience. So I'm really excited that this is the play that I'll get to share with them because, Mm. you know, it's difficult for them to come from a different country. So I'm excited for that. This is very exciting. I'm already excited for you. <laughs> Thank um, you. I am. I'm mainly excited, and it's also it might be very personal, but because there is so much action on the stage, and there is, there are things that are happening, like actually cooking, and things are really alive, and there is a lot of improv inside the show. I'm looking forward for the things that will go wrong, because because I think in a way this is what's interesting about theatre. Like, what will happen if the hob will not work today, and like, how will you deal with it? And it might happen. And and although the the technical, just so you know, the technical people or the production, like, I mean, yeah, this is this is amazing what they're doing. It's just incredible how how something is needed and it's just happening in one second. And yet, because it's theatre and it's live, things can go wrong. And this is so exciting for me to just like, okay, what what, what do we do now when this whole thing is uh, almost... Uh, uh, we, we haven't prepared for that and it will happen, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and, and I think, but this, I think Joe is preparing us for that. Mm. And, yeah. and we will need to something will not work as as we thought it it might work but we are ready for that mm. 
So I'm really looking forward to those moments. And how about you, Claire? Is it the exact opposite? Yeah. Everything yeah. 100% yeah. as planned. For us, it's, I mean, we have contingencies in place for thing if things go wrong. It's, we hope things don't go wrong mm. because that means it's a bit of a, a bit of a difficulty for us. Mm. But in all honesty, I don't foresee much going wrong unless like, I don't know, we lose power or something like that, oh something God. drastic. Yeah. But I don't see anything else going on because there's no, there's no big scene changes. There's no anything flying in or out. It's a very like static set. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't really see anything going wrong, mm-hmm. which is weird because with the uh, on Judas, oh, we had the exact problem of everything was going wrong. <laughs> um, but if if things go wrong, we'll react to it and deal with it as it comes along but we always hope for the best (laughs) (laughs) i i just want to say that i think it's an interesting show to witness i think i would want to watch this show and i think especially because i don't know when i'm when when we're rehearsing and i'm on on stage i feel the sense of danger and not because the play is dangerous and not because the play is i don't know morbid or or something is fearful but because because there is a real sense of reality mm. and, 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 and honesty. And um, I think it's really interesting. It's just like almost in many ways when I sit aside and look at it, it looks like I'm, I'm just, I have a little window to a family's uh, uh, dinner and uh, lunch and like the course of three days in, mm. in this family. And it's, it's, very, it's very strange and beautiful. Yeah. Well, a huge thank you to Eleanor, Uri and Chloe for joining us for this podcast. Saturday, Sunday, Monday runs from the 30th of November to the 5th of December in the Silk Street Theatre. And you can get your tickets at the Barbican box office uh, and at gsmd.ac.uk slash events. And you can follow and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you like to get your podcasts. And follow us at Guildhall School on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and see what's going on here at the school. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank Thank you you very much. much.